Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the early morning show here on 93.7 The Fan. Adam Crowley with you. Early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply. At 84lumber.com, you know the drill, 412-928-9370. You dial me up, I'll put you right on the air, or join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Yesterday, the Tennessee Titans, they're trying to get cap compliant. They are now cap compliant. They got rid of Taylor Luan, whose social media flirting with the Pittsburgh Steelers has been somewhat uncomfortable. T.J. Watt, not a fan. Taylor Luan spit in his face. T.J. Watt won't go on Taylor Luan's podcast. But it brings up an interesting question. Should the Steelers consider signing Taylor Luan, the guy who would clearly want to come play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He's a three-time pro bowler. He's had success in the NFL. The Steelers have a need at tackle, in my not-so-humble opinion. Does he make sense? For me, the answer is no. I would not sign Taylor Luan. Played two games this year. Played 13 the year before. Five the year before that. 12 the year before that. You got to go back to 2017 to find a time where my man didn't miss any games. First four years of his career, three of which he was durable, played a bunch. But since then, my guy's been banged up a ton. He's played 20 combined games the last three years. They play 17 in a season now. That ain't good. And while I understand the sentiment, all the Steelers need a tackle, they sure do. Steelers should go shopping in free agency. Maybe they should, but not for this guy. Because the worst spot you could be in, I think, is signing Taylor Luan. You pencil him in at left tackle. Maybe Dan Moore Jr. moves to left guard. That's been something that's been discussed in football circles. Maybe he fits better at guard, and Dotson ain't that good. Maybe that's what you do. But here's the problem. The Steelers could sign Taylor Lewan. They could finagle their offensive line, and then they could say, oh, it's fixed. We're good. Maybe you bypass that position in the draft. You go into the season, preseason game three, Taylor Lewan's leg falls off. Now you're not fixed. You thought you were fixed, and you're not. It's one thing to actually address a problem 
and know you've got the solution. But you're betting against history, I think, if you sign Taylor Luan, given his injury history, that the guy will stay healthy. And then you're right back to square one. Dan Moore Jr. is your left tackle, Dotson's your left guard, yada, yada, and your offensive line ain't good enough. So I say big ol' and big ol' O. 412-928-9370, you're on the early morning show. Adam, rocking the fan in the morning. Before we talk about Taylor Lewan, what kind of cap space are we talking about with the Steelers? How much money do we have to work with? So, Good talk. Thank you for hanging up loudly in my ear. The Steelers are going to be fine against the cap. We do this every year. Oh, the Steelers don't have any cap space. What are the Steelers going to do? They can't spend any money. They can restructure Deontay Johnson. They can restructure TJ Watt. They can restructure Minka Fitzpatrick, and they could find a way to save $26 million there. That is my rudimentary understanding of what could happen. And the Steelers with Omar Khan have done a bunch of that in the past, so they'll be fine. They can sign guys. I don't know that we're going to see them hand out big money in free agency to any one guy. Maybe they'll sprinkle it around the way that they did last year. That's how I would characterize it. They got Miles Jack. They got Larry Ogunjobi. They got James Daniels. They got Mason Cole. They spread that money around. That's more in line with what I think they'll do. Now, on that end, to that end, Taylor Lewan's not going to, I don't think, command a whole bunch of money in the open market. He will have to prove it. This isn't a guy that's going to sign a four- or five-year deal, in my opinion. When you only play two games in your last season, I don't think teams are going to be knocking down the door. So while some would say, oh, it's a low-risk move, potentially high reward, I think that's the way Pony framed it yesterday on Twitter, I get the sentiment, but I do think there's a huge risk. There wouldn't be a massive financial risk, but the big risk there is Taylor Luan comes in, gets hurt because that's what Taylor Luan does, and now you're stuck with the same offensive line as you had last year. Now, I could understand if you sign Taylor Luan and then a tackle's there at pick 17 and you do both, then you would safeguard against it a little bit. Then you feel like you would have addressed both tackle spots, and even if Taylor Lewan would do what Taylor Lewan seems to do best and get hurt, you'd have a guy there that could step in and you would think be an immediate upgrade at the position. That would make some sense. And the more you throw at the wall, the more you throw at the problem, the more of it's going to stick. I can see that line of thinking. But I'm not interested in an off-injured off guy. I would rather the Steelers, at pick 17, draft an offensive tackle, and then that guy can grow with Kenny Pickett. And I would think from day one would be an upgrade over Dan Moore Jr. because even though Dan Moore Jr. has been fine, the pedigree has been lacking. I mean, you're never going to fix that. He's a fourth-round pick for a reason. He's just a guy. He's just okay. Maybe he's better at guard, but to me, he's just a guy. And whomever you'd pick at number 17 would be better than that. Now, I know that those top three tackles are all likely to be off the board. And we've been sort of searching for that fourth guy. Who's going to take it? Who's going to be that fourth guy? That kid from Tennessee's shooting up draft boards. Had an unbelievable senior bowl week. Darnell Wright. Hails from West Virginia. Dana Holgerson swung and missed on him. Thanks, Dana. He winds up going to Tennessee. My man is a hog, an absolute hoss of a human being. If he's there at 17, I saw him recently mocked to the Steelers. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. He was a five-star recruit. 
pedigrees there, goes to an SEC school, protects the blind side of Malik Hooker, playing 100 snaps a game. You want to talk about somebody that is going to be a well-conditioned athlete, has to be because they're snapping the ball every 15 seconds, less than that on occasion. I like that idea. I would much rather draft a tackle at pick number 17 than go out and spend money on somebody that could get hurt. And you could say anybody could get hurt. It's tough to predict those things. I don't think it's tough to predict when a guy's only played 20 games over the last three years. I think it's more likely than not that he gets banged up. Steelers signed Larry Ogunjobi, similar deal. Guy got hurt. And so he had to have a prove-it deal. And while I think he was effective for the Steelers this year, he also practiced very little because the injury was just lingering. I'm not super interested in Taylor Luan. But you could try to move me off that spot at 412-928-9370. If you like the idea of Taylor Luan and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I want to hear from you. And on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. There's actually a Tennessee Titan that makes a lot more sense to me than Taylor Luan. As they're trying to get cap compliant, one of the next casualties has been rumored to be former Pittsburgh Steeler Bud Dupree. When the Steelers didn't have T.J. Watt this year, the defense was a shell of itself. And that's not surprising. T.J. Watt, one of the top three defensive players in all of football. They brought in that guy from Denver who just wasn't good, Malik Reed, was totally invisible, did not help at all. And so the Steelers without T.J. Watt were missing him big time. And you might say, well, Bud Dupree, didn't he just sign that big deal in Tennessee just a few years back? He did. As a backup, I don't care if a guy's been injured. Like If you bring in Taylor Luan, you are asking a man to start games who's played 20 games over the last three years. Bud Dupree's been banged up for his time in Tennessee. He's played 22 games over the last two years, so he's missed considerable time as well. But if he's my third outside linebacker, I'm feeling a lot better about that room because we know what he could be to... T.J. Watt. If T.J. Watt's Batman, we know he could be Robin. You don't need him to be Robin, even. You need him to be Commissioner Gordon because you got Robin already and Alex Highsmith. But you do need a third guy. T.J. Watt, even when he's healthy, comes off the field a lot because he plays 150% every single snap he's out there. How many times? Crucial third down. Oh, boy, T.J. Watt's not out there. Oh, fourth quarter, series. Oh, my God, T.J. Watt's not out there because the guy just plays so freaking hard all the time. You need a legitimate third outside linebacker. And when I see what Bud Dupree did in Tennessee over the course of the last two years, seven sacks in two seasons combined after being productive his last two seasons in Pittsburgh, that's another guy that's going to need to prove it. And players get overpaid all the time in free agency So I'm not exactly sure what the market will be like for somebody who was considered a couple years ago to be a budding potential elite pass rusher, but he certainly isn't that right now. You have to wonder if a return to Pittsburgh could be in the cards. It's at least something that I would consider. And it's not top priority, right? Tackle's much more important. It's sexier. Inside linebacker, probably more important. Defensive line, corners. Who knows what they're going to do with safety because KZ is going to hit free agency, as is Terrell Edmonds. But just because there are bigger needs doesn't mean that that's still not a need. And if the Steelers want to win by playing defense and running the ball 
like it's the early 2000s or late 1990s, you sure as bleep better have better depth defensively than you had last year. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That makes a ton of sense to me. Bud Dupree gets cut. He needs a prove-it deal. You need a third guy. I don't think it would necessarily be like Melvin Ingram, who may have been promised a bigger role and didn't get it, or even if he wasn't promised a bigger role, didn't like the role that he got. I think it would be very clear to Bud Dupree. You can play a lot of snaps filling in for T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith just in a regular rotation, and then guys are going to get hurt. And if you can play well in that kind of time, maybe get yourself a better deal on the end of it. I think it makes sense for the Steelers' perspective, and I think it could make sense for Bud Dupree. 412-928-9370 on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Penguins and Oilers tonight at 7 o'clock. The Penguins are in free fall. They're in a tailspin. And I'm not sure the team walking in the door tonight is one you want to be facing whenever you're up against it. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Adam Crowley with you. Trying to craft a tweet about Bud Dupree, because that'll get the people going. It's not the biggest need for the Steelers, but they do need a third pass rusher. T.J. Watt hadn't exactly been super healthy the last two years. You got to have insurance. You can't have your whole defense crumble if a guy goes down with an injury. And I understand he's not going to be replaced by a Bud Dupree, but you'd feel better, at least I would, with that guy as opposed to some journeyman like Malik Reed, who's just okay. Plus, Bud Dupree theoretically knows the defense. He should be comfortable here. He's going to need a prove-it deal. I think it makes a lot of sense. He hasn't been cut by the Titans yet, and he's got a lot of dead cap money if he does get cut. But should he get released... I think that's a call the Steelers should make. It shouldn't cost them, I wouldn't think, a ton of money. 412-928-9370, the number on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. We'll get to the Penguins in a moment. Virginia basketball lost yesterday on the road to Boston College, and I was sniffing around this yesterday. I said, take Boston College plus eight, because Virginia has really been playing with its food lately. A couple of games against not great teams, and Virginia's had to gut them out. And there's value in that, just the same way Pitt's been gutting it out against some not great teams. I think Pitt's got nine games this year decided by five points or fewer, and I think they're 8-1 and one in those games. So Pitt's done a good job of winning those games, as has Virginia. But I could smell it. Season drags on. You feel like you're in a good spot if you're Virginia. And you go on the road. You take it lightly. You haven't been playing well. You lose the game. Why does this matter? Well, Pitt's now just a half game back in the ACC standings. Now, a regular season ACC championship, I think, matters greatly. I think you hang a banner for that. I don't care how down the conference is. That would be big. But even bigger, to me, is that this ACC tournament is going to be wide freaking open. I think Clemson's just okay. North Carolina 
is 0-9 in quad one games. They have not beat good teams this year. Pitt handled them, beat them twice, once on the road. I guess they didn't handle them on the road, but you win on the road against North Carolina. So two times you beat them. Duke is down. They'd probably be my favorite to win the ACC tournament right now. Duke would be. But this ACC tournament's going to be wide open. Who else is good in that conference? Virginia not playing good basketball, that would be the team. They're a top 10 team in the country. If they're not in good form as you get closer to this ACC tournament, Pitt can complain and bitch and moan and their fans can about the net rankings and they probably should and where they stand among the thoughts of the national media. If Pitt wins the ACC tournament after finishing, let's say, strong, you're not going to have to complain about your seed line. You're going to find yourself as a four or a five, I would have to think at that point. And it's wide open right now. I wouldn't rule it out. And in fact, they should be among the favorites to win this thing. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Yeah, Crown and Anthony Kennedy. Hi, Ed. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking on. Uh, do you say whether Tristan and Zara is going to play tonight? And uh, what do you do with Jeff Carter and his $3 million cap hit next year? Yeah, it sucks. I do think Tristan Jari is probably going to play tonight. He got a little dinged in the last game. That is the story of Tristan Jari's career. Thank you, Ed. I bet you he plays. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They need him to play. He's got to play the majority of the games down the stretch. You can't afford to lose points because your goaltender was bad. And even though Jari was bad in the third period, terrible really at times the other night, he's your best option. And he's been largely really good this year. He's got to play down the stretch. A ton. You can't be fiddling away points. You are no sure bet to make the playoffs. And in fact, you're sitting outside the playoff picture looking in right now. When's the last time it was February, late February, and the Penguins were on the outside looking in? I can't answer that question. But it ain't something they're used to. And if Getty Malkin talked about being nervous, how the team has a nervous energy, a good goaltender can help quell some of that but tonight you got Connor McDavid coming in and he's lapping the field right now in the NHL far and away the scoring leader has over 100 points already we're not in freaking March yet this is going to be unpopular I think Sidney Crosby based on his accomplishments is probably a top five NHL player of all time you look at the resume resumes matter championships MVP Olympics all that crap. Sidney Crosby to me, top five player of all time. Great two-way player. But Sidney Crosby, at the apex of his powers, was not as good as Connor McDavid is right now. Or Connor McDavid has been the last couple of seasons. Connor McDavid is doing Lemieux kind of stuff. Gretzky kind of stuff. The way that he is lapping the field. We found ourselves in a nice era of the NHL where there are a lot of good players who are racking up points now, you go back a couple of years, players were struggling to get to 90 points. That's not the case right now. There's a lot of good talent and a lot of good young talent in the game. 
And even still, none of them can keep up with Connor McDavid. Sidney Crosby had 120 points once. That's the most he ever had. Second season. Connor McDavid's going to do that by the end of next month. Crazy. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Just kidding. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Hello, this is Tim from the Tank Brigade. Timmy! Uh, actually, a real quick story about Connor McDavid. I went to school with uh, one of the guys who currently reports in uh, in Erie named Anthony Kahn, and he told us before McDavid was drafted, he used to play for the Erie Otters. Right. Yeah, uh, He would go and watch the team, and he was like, dude, this Connor McDavid dude is insane. And we all were like, yeah, well, sure he is. And, uh, well... He's uh, he's truly incredible. My fantasy team is fourteen and two, thanks to him. So I mean, he is the uh, it, not. We can we'll we'll get into whatever else it is you want to bring up, Tim. But I have never seen a player who is faster with the puck than Connor McDavid. It is his skating is exceptional. It is insanity. He will be flat-footed, and he'll burn past two defensemen, a center, and roof job it. And you go, how the hell did he even get up to full speed there? You don't even know if he got up to full speed and he's still lapping guys. His his skating is exceptional. Take the stick out of his hand. I'd still pay full price to watch him. Yes. What else you got, pal? Uh, the Bud Dupree argument. I hate it. Um, nice. I'm sorry. I was never a Bud Dupree fan. He was pretty bad his first few years and then only started to get good once T.J. Watt came around. Um, I want them to, if they're going to spend, I want them to spend on defensive back. I believe that they can draft and develop pass rushers. I think that they can do that with defensive line and most of the other positions that they really need. But I, I want new energy, just like I wanted new energy with the Penguins and I didn't want them bringing back all these old faces. I want new, fresh energy, someone who hasn't been with the team before, and hopefully someone that's, I mean, younger than Taylor Lewan. I mean, he was good when I was in high school. Yeah, that's, I mean, not the, that's not the answer. And thank you for the call, Tim. Hey, I, I understand what you're saying. New blood. That's fine. I just think with T.J. Watt's injury history, now these last two seasons, it would help to have a solid third guy. And while I get that you believe, and I think you're right in this, they can develop pass rushers, I'm not so sure where they'd be drafting a pass rusher this year would be able to help if T.J. Watt goes down. Future's important, but when I'm looking for a backup outside backer, I don't want a guy that's a developmental case. I don't. I want somebody that can come in this year and help me. And so that's what I would say to that. As far as being dubious, they could develop corners that they draft. I get that too. You'd rather them sign a guy that you know is good I don't know that lately they've been great at that either. Is Levi Wallace any good? Akella Witherspoon, I think they swung and missed on him too. They got a lot of problems. 99 problems. 412-928-9370. The early morning show continues on. Great tease. 93.7 The Fan. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Silverado's Colorado's are back in stock with a great selection. Stop in and online at sunchevy.com. Going to be warm today. Highs approaching 70 degrees. That's right. I'm going to be going on a nice nature walk on a trail not too far from my house. 
And my wife said yesterday, we've been trying to get together with Doran and his family. Go out to dinner, maybe have a couple of beverages, maybe get the kids together. We haven't decided exactly what we're going to do. And my wife said, why don't you invite Doran on the nature walk? So I brought that up to Doran this morning, and I think he thought it was nice that my wife was trying to do that. I don't know that Doran's much the nature walk kind of guy. I don't know that I really am. It's going to be fun. I think there are more creative things we could do to get together, maybe, or less creative things that would be more fun. I don't know. 70 degrees, though, you got to take advantage. I can't stand sometimes the unseasonably warm days because I want to spend time with my daughter outside. You want to go to the park, do fun things like that, and it's enjoyable. Obviously, you love it. But whenever I'm sitting there, nice breeze goes through. It's 70 degrees. It's warm. Maybe there was a little rain earlier. You could still smell it. All it makes me want to do, and this tells you a lot about me, is day drink. Because it takes me back to a simpler time in my life to where when it was warm, we would just drink on the porch, Morgantown, West Virginia. And it was always best around the conference tournament time for the NCAAs or the NCAA tournament. And what we'd do is on our porch, we'd open our windows and we'd just, with the cables we had back then, because you didn't have all the streaming services back 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it was, we would stretch the cables, we'd have the extension cords, and we'd get the TVs, we'd pull them out on the porch, and we'd watch all the college basketball games and illegally bet then, just bet with each other. No one had bookies or anything like that. But you didn't have legalized sports gambling, but we'd just sit on the porch, drink beers, watch college basketball. It was a simpler time back then. Although, if I could take one over the other, eh, playing at the playground with your daughter ain't a bad trade-off. But it's like one of those LSD flashbacks. The second it gets a little warm, my mind goes back to Morgantown, West Virginia. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 